0: Oh, Bredo. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah? He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, uh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Kristoff has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tonnes of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment, what do you mean MP? Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, BrettO. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now all you need to do is register for this two for one special, bring a buddy bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague. And then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted, and get four bags, attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in Best Dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tonnes of forage, Damo.
1: Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
0: Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of ageing well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure, as always, live from Ikaria, to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, the Greek God himself, Dr. Damien Christoph Kalispera, Marcus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a great feeling it is to be here overlooking the Aegean Ocean, Aegean Sea. And hanging out here with you and our great mate, BJ Rushton. It's been the most unbelievable trip. For those of you who have missed it, you've missed it. It's been unbelievable. It's been great.
0: Barry Rushton, one of the Icaria Invincibles, uh, guest on 100 Not Out, I think about 12 episodes ago. Barry
2: Rushton, welcome to Icaria. It is so great to be here, you guys. Absolutely wonderful. I was uh, looking forward to this so much. You know, We did a little podcast way back uh, at so, six months ago, I guess it was. And I was excited then and I'm doubly excited just to be here. This has been the most wonderful experience. And we're only halfway through it. This is the thing that I love. It is great.
0: So, guys, as uh, Baz said, we've been here for a bit, you know, five days and a bit. Um, I think Barry's insights onto the island will probably be more valuable than ours, because we've been here. This is the second time we're here. We're coming here with different lenses. So, Baz, if we go straight to you, for all of the listeners out there, what has struck you in the five or six days that you've spent so far on Icaria?
2: The thing that struck me the most, and I think this is the most important part, is the fact that people just move all the time. Not only do they dance, but they walk everywhere. Uh, If they go and see their neighbor, they don't jump in the car. They actually, you know, go out into the road, walk up their drive and go and see them. So it seems to be one of the secrets that they seem to have over here combined with everything else they do is the fact that they get up and get going. You know, And we in our, especially in our country, New Zealand, we're, we're so easy just to jump in the car, drive up the drive, go and get the paper from the letterbox and drive back <laughs> down again. I mean, it's the dopiest thing in the world, but that's what happens. So the first thing that I've seen that really sticks apart from the lushness and the beauty and the growing all the vegetables and the different herbs, everything that we know they do, it's the movement. It's the movement that sticks in my mind the most.
0: I think that was probably most... Um Obvious as we as we look out on the agency and look at that boat just coming in, guys. <laughs> just a nice oh, little fisherman. Just it's been on a three-hour tour of that one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, three-hour
1: tour. Gilligan's on that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic! You do feel like you're back in time half the day when you're yeah. uh, on it here. But that was probably most evident, uh, Barry, at the Panageti. Yesterday. Now, again, for people that have listened to us speak about Ikaria, they're probably almost sick of us talking about these Panaghetis, but can you describe for you what you observed yesterday with the people moving and dancing and, and the joy there?
2: The Panagheti was an experience that you. That everybody must go to at one stage. We had to walk to this little place, not too far, but you get there and there's this great Little church there. There's an area where people can dance. There's an area where people where they prepare food and so on. And there was a band there, and I sort of viewed them as doing the the longest sound check that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but finally, once the music went and the fact it started, and the fact that people had you know a couple of drinks and they had some food and they were just warming up. And then once they got going out on the, out on that communal sort of area where people dance, they link hands, they link arms, and they move in a particular that Greek way, that Greek dance, which which I really have to learn (laughs) before I come and do that again. It's not that hard, but by crikey, I I think I'll take some lessons. But that's what happens, and away it goes. Mm. Damien, let's talk about the the
0: Paneguini, but more importantly, the nutritional side of it. Mm. The culture that we observed yesterday was, I don't get up onto the dance floor until I've eaten enough and until I've had enough to drink, not in a way that they're drunk, but would you be kind enough to explain to people what you observe from a health professional nutritionist perspective around their attitude to eating and drinking? Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting because and we've seen this before, but you go there and
1: you line up, you've got your own tray, you get to select a Greek salad. Well, it's just a salad. We call it a Greek salad, but they call it salad. Um, and then there's some bread, and there's bread with every single meal that you can eat. And despite um, what some would have you believe um, – bread isn't killing people very fast yeah. over here. You. you have to say that. <laughs> it's a slow death. It's a slow death. A hundred and something years it takes to die <laughs> by eating bread. And, uh, and then the other thing that you get the opportunity to have is some freshly boiled goat or freshly roasted goat. depends on how long you waited. Um, I think one of the little Western influences was the chippies, having some little mm. little bit of potatoes deep fried in uh, probably cottonseed oil or sunflower oil. It definitely wasn't um, olive oil. You don't fry stuff. And in it, it wasn't
0: goat tallow, was it?
1: Don't, actually, you know what? I, I did say to BJ at one point, this tastes really fatty, yeah. not oily. It tasted mm. really fatty. And so maybe they used a bit of goat tallow. They put and, oregano on there too. Oregano. There yeah. yeah, that's mm. right. And so you do that and you go back. And you sit down at your table, and there was a heap of us at the table. We sat down all together. We poured half a glass of water, half a glass of wine, all in the same glass. Mm. And uh, and that's kind of a blending of that. So the idea is to drink wine with your meal, um, but not to get smashed. You know? mm. So it's, it's not really a, it's not the Kiwi way or the Aussie way. To, you just get access to wine, and off you go. You go to town. Um, that wasn't what happened, although there were a few people that did go to town. Um, but they were very frowned upon. I don't know if you noticed this, and yeah. I know that Barry noticed it. There was uh, one young hooligan who was there, and he had quite a bit to drink. He was a little bit um, toppled. And people, the oldies were looking at him going, mm, he's no good. He's no good. He's a yeah. bit of trouble. So um, I don't know whether he's marched off the property, but I don't think he will have done his reputation any good. And you and I know, Marcus, how bad it is to have a bad reputation in Icaria. Oof, you want to be good. You want to be good. Um, and then after that, you you feel... Well enough and full enough and energized enough to be able to jump on the dance floor and give it your best shot. Mm. Like you're out there and it's not the Bee Gees that you're dancing to. It's something totally different. It's mm. it's beautiful music, isn't it? It's beautiful music. And these guys played for oh, nonstop. There was no breaks. There was no set breaks. Um, but you felt nourished enough. And if you didn't feel nourished enough, you'd go and get some more goat, get some more salad, more cheese, more bread. Um, but we were spe- we were lucky enough to go and get some of bar, and of course that puts a smile on my face.
0: <laughs> well, well, just yeah. But to visualise this, we had two servings of of God. mains, yes. two servings of goat. As you mentioned, we had. Boiled goat to begin with, and then the roasted goat, which uh, you know, interestingly enough, has been roasted at the bakery. So, in you know, every village, is preparing all of the food, but it comes from the got a, they got they need the, the machinery really to to prepare it. And so, yeah. the second course was the the roasted goat with some more salad, more tzatziki, more chips, and then we had two servings of dessert. Yeah, after we'd been dancing. Yeah, somewhat as well, but yeah. it almost I, I still don't feel like we uh, ate to excess. Mm-hmm. No, we just we had a great excess. Time. Nothing's better than excess, though, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I the, like
1: the way in which they boil the goat to make the broth is unbelievable. There's a massive cauldron. It takes two blokes to lift it, mm. like two goat men, two goat herders, to lift this big cauldron, and they lift it up, put it on top of a fire, and they'd, sti- they'd stir it with like a big, I don't know what you call it. Oh, a paddle a a oh, a a a yeah. it was it was a paddle it was the paddle that that bloke lost when he was up that creek That <laughs> 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 was the paddle that he used but uh it was unbelievable so much flavor and i asked you know what goes in the goat broth and someone said goat and i thought oh, okay that's a good idea and but then they whacked in some salt and some pepper um some potato and some celery and that's pretty much all that it was and um tasty. it was so flavorsome and so nourishing and they say you need the broth because it lines your stomach, and it means you can go for longer. Mm. So we were we went for a little hike today, and as we arrived home, one of our great friends, Left has got back in. We said, "What time did you get back from the pannigitti?" He says, "Now." So I said, <laughs> "Really?" He said, "Yes, now." <laughs> wow, well, he's carrying all these uh, UPIs, and uh, and the UPIs were what are UPIs? Unexplained party injuries. All oh, right. And, uh, oh, you <laughs> had a hand injury. A, a hand it? injury. I wasn't too sure how not got it. <laughs> Uh, But we checked that, but uh, he'd gone all night, so he's gone 24 hours really, Mm. uh, at this party. Quite incredible. On goat broth.
0: On goat broth. Uh, And a a small drop of bread. Yes. Yes. A small (laughs) drop of bread. Um, Barry, again, because this is your first time, you're here with your lovely wife, Karen. Um, What have you observed that you feel that you definitely want to take home with you um, and incorporate into your lifestyle back in New Zealand?
2: There's so many aspects of actually what they do that you try and think, now how can I incorporate some of these back into our, our life? We went up to, We were lucky to go and visit one of the uh, Thea's husband's uh, property where, he, where, where they grow a lot of the produce that they use in this restaurant. Um, and I call it Thea's Restaurant. And, and so it's not the kind of uh, typical garden that you'd see in New Zealand or as in Australia, I'm sure, where there's a plot of land that's sort of carefully squared off. Everything seems to grow amongst each other in an in a, in a organized way, but the abundance is really uh, just staggeringly uh, tremendous. And so you, you, you float that back to yourself and you think, okay, now I know that this needs to be done. How can I do it in my life? Do I carve up my back lawn do I, you know do I go and find a property somewhere and, and grow the garden and you, uh, to a certain degree you think that's that 's what you 'd like to do mm. so I am thinking along those lines that how can I now live far more? I hate to use the word organic because i don 't m- quite I mean carry. it like that, but, but I carry in like mm. Beca- because they seem, they have the answer in the sense that they there 's a number of things they do, but, but if you 're looking at the food aspect of it. Um, we really need to to, to challenge ourselves to actually be far more sensible and clever in the preparation and the offering of food to our family and the people that we see. So that's one of the strong things that I have taken.
0: What about the concept of time? I I thought coming here that I would adjust more easily this time to the, the pace of their life, but I feel like I've actually had more difficulty in adjusting to the for one of a better term the slowness or the pace of their lifestyle, and so I, it makes me consider okay when I'm at home like what what do I do when I go home? Last time I took the clocks off the uh, out of the house, I took the clock off the computer. I, I stopped living by clock time and went more by just working until it was done, rather than it's like it's five o'clock and I have to go home. Like, have you guys had any experiences around time um, on this trip that you think it's important for the listeners? Tonight, well, I have
1: MP, and I, I reflect on your life and what you've built, and and how you do things. And I know that you've got structure in your day, but I think that you can make that more fluid in your day. So mm-hmm. get into flow as opposed to getting to time. So I know that you know you go, you leave from your home at a certain time. You go for your little jog, then you go into the local cafe, get your coffee, have your CPC, um, do some work, have a <laughs> no coffee meeting. <laughs> get home for lunch, have lunch with your family, yeah. um, maybe head back out to do a bit more work again, yeah. um, maybe a few more phone calls. But that's all done very much to structure and time. Yeah, And I think that because your lifestyle allows for this, you could in fact build an Icarian lifestyle um, by not worrying too much about time, like getting up with the sun, um, exercising in the morning at the right time, moving through the day, have lunch when it happens, and, um, and have dinner when it happens. So we've seen with your children that they've managed to have dinner at a time that's sort of very different to Very different. It's yeah. not regimented. Yeah. You know, when I call you at 5 o'clock, you're going, Damo, <laughs> Damo. <laughs> Dinner's I'm, on the I'm table. 40 seconds, Darby's at the door. And, uh, and so you know, that, that, that's not happening here. And we'll yeah. take Darby outside and he's running around. But you could relax a little bit more. Mm. And the way in which I've got to do it at home is, and I think Amber's probably seen this, because she's our most regimented, you know, to the clock person because of the life that she leads and that she works as, in corporate. I think that what we've got to do is um, delineate her, our home time versus our work time. And so because we all leave the, the home to go to a space where we work or go to school, in Jackson's case, prior to that, we kind of need to be able to just be you know, ebbing and flowing, maybe you know, it could be that the morning time is maybe a bit more regimented than the evening time. But if we set some rules that says, okay, the moment you walk in the front door, there's no more work, mm. and then we, we, we move into flow, yes. um, we'll find ourselves moving off to bed in a more appropriate time. We're not going to be watching, you know, television because at 10.30 this starts or at 9 o'clock this starts. it will be more flowing. And, but it's, it's finding those times in the day that will later get into flow um, but working within the confines of your employment. Yeah, yeah, great
2: wisdom. What about you, Barry? You, you look around this island, and if you if you drive round it, you see it is that it's sort of circled by these roads around the island. They they go in, inland as well. But you never actually find a big city you never find a, 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 those villages they're all little villages and even in those villages you do know that there's a well, some of them have a gas station or someone will have a lot of them will have restaurants and a little but they seem to we even here in this little one here there's a little mini market and it but the mini market opens between sort of like about well, when he gets there, <laughs> 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 but it 's sort of generally around yeah. sort of nine to or ten till about two, and then about six till nine. whatever mm. to ten yeah, and that 's just the way they they go and, and I mean, I was in there just before, and the sign said he was supposed to close at two, but he was still there by three, but you now he might close at one, you know, and it is mm. just now is it because of all these little villages, and they can just ebb mm. and flow? As easy as they choose, whereas myself, especially, we live in a city and we live, um, you know, and oh. my office is supposed to open at 8.30. 30. In other words, you wake up looking at the time. Now, I'm wondering what I can actually do to actually uh, not allow that to happen. Mm. Um, and even the, even here, sometimes we we'll wake up like the last few mornings, what's the time? Oh, it's about up at six, seven o'clock. What time's breakfast? You know, what I mean, we're, we're thinking, what time's breakfast? You know, instead of saying, well, let's go up to breakfast when we, quote, feel, feel like it. it.
0: Yeah. So that's the challenge, isn't it, for our we don't live on Ikeria. How do you incorporate parts of that more on feeling, which is I suppose what you're calling demo is more like on flow. Mm. It happens not at a certain time but in a certain order. I suppose like you wake up, you have breakfast, you go to work, but it's not like... At this time, at this time, at this time. So if you, both of you guys are health professionals and you have appointment books, so I go, well, to a point you are bound by time. But do you have any observations here based on that that you would shift? Like would you ever have a shift that doesn't – I know some health professionals, they have like an open shift and no one can make appointments. They just rock up when they want to and they might wait two minutes. They might wait half an hour. Like is thats that is – that, um, feasible. Feasible. Feasible? Yeah.
2: yeah. Look, I think um, in the early days, well, I won't say early days, my, my early days at school. <laughs> Barry's years, <laughs> been practicing for 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> back in the 20s. Back in life, <laughs> a long time back. There was a movement in um, America where they had, instead of a fee system as in paying money, they had a box on the wall. And the box on the wall concept was that you know, you're providing a service. If the person you're providing the service to appreciates it, then they will put into that box what they feel the service was, was worth. Now, a lot of people might think, oh, well, that's fine. I'll just put in a dollar. You know what I mean? But, the peop- but when they averaged that over the over the whole term, they found that the, co- the collections taken either equal to or close to what a regular fee would have been. Mm-hmm. But it took away that, 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 that stress of I can't go because I can't afford it or whatever. So now when we get back to time, I'm thinking myself. You know, why do we need to start at eight eight thirty? Why don't we just know that okay, about mid morning the office will be open, which then gives us plenty of time to wake when we wake, to uh, to breakfast when we breakfast, and to actually get ready and to actually turn up at the office. We can employ people, I'm sure, who might be regimentally and be there by by nine, who will then structure the day ahead from you from that point on. So th- that may be worth something to consider. Mm. Well, the other thing just to,
0: I suppose, not contradict that but discuss what they mentioned to us last time is when it comes to schools and hospitals and GPs on the island, you still book in. Like They might be late for catching up. Late not the right term but they might catch up with friends at any time and you're never late, you're never early. But if you have a doctor's appointment or your kids are going to school, you would typically drop them off at a certain time. So how do you, you know, people listening, how do you balance that out between, I have certain time constraints, I have a flight that leaves at 9.50, you're not going to rock up at, you know, around 9.30 or 10.30 and just see how you go. How do you balance that desire for flexibility versus that need for, you know, accuracy and punctuality?
1: (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't give it to me. (laughs) Uh, it's a really tricky thing, I think, and I think you know when you come to an island like this, you realise how far removed we are from this lifestyle in, in the big smoke. And uh, I suppose it's it's trying to find opportunities where you can just relax a little bit uh, and not be so um, regimented. I think that's what it is. I don't, I honestly don't believe it's it's possible to bring this lifestyle in its fullness mm-hmm. to where we live. Um, and part of the, uh, the, the systems and the structures and um, the, the fortune that we have living in what you would say is a first world country, um, you, you're not afforded the same things here in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, this is obviously not third world, but it's, it's not first world because mm-hmm. not everything, almost, I mean, almost everything's available, but it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. So we're living in an environment that's kind of almost like a dream-like state. But there's some little things that we can take away that remind us, remind us of what's important. I think that's really important. So you go, okay, so how important is time? It's a great question to ask. How important is structure? How important is it to race around from A to B to, Z to all the way through to Z? Like, is it that important to try and jam-pack your day full of stuff? Or is it more important to get stuff done and spend time with friends and family? And then it goes back to the question, well, why are we trying to do all these sorts of things? Why do we want to change our diet? Why do we want to move more? And, 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 and if you can answer the why, then you can probably determine what you need to bring into your life. But then you've
2: got to come back to why. Can I add to that too, oh, Damien? There's, when we went through school, we learned about things like amino acids. Amino acids are in structure, a little bit like a snowflake, so to speak. They have spikes off them, you know, type of things, like, like an octopus with little tentacles out, you know? Now, if you look at a, a circle, uh, uh, like a, a wheel on a bicycle, all the spokes are the same length, whereas amino acid ones, they're not. So consequently, if, if you look at your own life, there are these spikes of things we should do, like relax, you know, eat better, exercise, movement, so on and so forth. So consequently, they do not necessarily have to take the same equal amount of time. As long as you are giving time to one of those spikes, and that amino acid is perfect in itself, even though each spike is not the same length as the other. We may spend far more time in relationships than we do say in exercise, or vice versa, or you we. Know, so you can only do the best you can knowing that the formula is that, and if you can get the formula right, bingo
0: yeah, and I, I think that's why we that, talk about the why that's why we run this experience isn't it, to help people um, see the formula for their own eyes because we can do everything we can to share what we've learned on the island, but there's nothing like being on the island versus hearing about it on a podcast or hearing us talking about it at a live event or showing videos of you guys dancing at Panaghetis and and having fun. But, um, you know, um, I think it's important, folks, if you are listening to this and you know that you want to be a part of this adventure, this 10-day experience we have in Icaria, uh, registrations or applications, more importantly, are open for the 2019 longevity experience here on the Greek island of Ikaria. Um, all the details are at 100notout.com. That's www.100notout.com. Now, spaces are strictly limited to 16 plus Damien and myself. And so we want you to know that we have a full book here with us here in 2018. Uh, it is quite certain that we will have a full book here with us in 2019. If this is speaking to you and you definitely want to apply, it's free to apply. You'll see all of the details on the website. Go to 100notout.com to apply. Gentlemen, anything else to add before we wrap up this edition of 100 Not Out? No. Happy?
2: Off to the beach.
0: Off to the beach for us, maybe a little visit uh, out to a monastery and some luca for Mm -hmm. afternoon tea. Hello. Hello. Um, Really hope you've enjoyed this episode of 100 Not Out. Thanks to Damien, thanks to Barry for joining us on this edition. Also big thanks to our editor, Joseph Tomo, uh, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, and all of the listeners of 100 Not Out. We truly appreciate your support. We'd love your feedback. Head on over to thewellnesscatch.com to provide it. Uh, If you can go into the iTunes store and leave a five-star rating in there for this podcast, that will be sensational. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realized in this time that... I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yani says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com.